So I want to, uh, whatever you, device you use to read the Bible, I want you to turn to uh, the Gospel of Luke. So after this, the Lord appointed 72 others, and he sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. And he told them, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or a bag or sandals. Do not greet anyone on the road. Whenever you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for the worker deserves his wage. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcome, eat what is offered to you. Heal the sick who are there and tell them, the kingdom of God has come near you. But when you enter a town and are not welcome, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the miracles that were performed in you had been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be lifted up to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects me, rejects you rather, rejects me. But whoever rejects me, rejects the one who sent me. And the 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to your name. Let's pray. Father, our Father in heaven, you are holy. Holy is your name. We pray your kingdom come. And we pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Teach us this morning, Holy Spirit. Open our hearts, open our minds to receive what you have for us so that we will be transformed to be more like our Savior, Jesus Christ. In his name we ask it. Amen. So somebody just recently asked me how my week was. And it was an interesting one. I think it prompted what I want to share with you this morning. Um, first thing that happened, I was listening to a, a roundtable uh, talk show. And one of the commentators began talking about the, uh, the livid atmosphere. How many know we're living in a crazy atmosphere right now? And he began to talk about the livid atmosphere. And he, he, he said to me something that, that, that really caught my attention. And he said... And this is a, just a secular uh, commentator. And, and he said, people are angry and afraid and they're lashing out because they don't know who they can turn to. They don't know where to turn. They don't know who they can turn to. They don't know who can really help them. Who do you trust? What do I trust? Which political leader can they trust and turn to for help? And compounded by all the stress and controversy surrounding COVID. And, and he ultimately say they don't know where to turn to for help. They don't know where to turn to. I don't know about you, but it's breaking my heart. It really is breaking my heart to see how people are lashing out 
in how people are treating one another. The words coming out so full of anger and, and saying hurtful things. Just on Thursday, I, I, I received a call from, from, I'll just say, a very influential, uh, a fairly influential leader. And um, we talked, and, and after his conversation with me, he said something very interesting. He said, some, he said to me, thank you for taking the time just to listen. Thank you for taking the time and just to talk with me. He said, I can't talk about this stuff with anyone else because just about everyone wants to yell at me and wants to fight with me. And I tell you, that, that was a conversation that broke my heart. Then I had another conversation. And this happened uh, uh, last week. Again, and as I was talking with someone, they asked me about Jesus. Now, that's the conversation we want to have, isn't it? And they began to ask me uh, about Jesus. And I want to tell you, people are hungry. You know, Jesus said the harvest is really plentiful. People are hungry right now. And they asked me about Jesus. They began to ask me about the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and I found myself sharing some of the awesome experiences I've had while, while traveling in both in India and in Pakistan, those uh, just amazing times, and praying for a man in a wheelchair who got up, healed, and he, he got up out of his wheelchair and he began to walk down the laneway, you know, and, and praying for another girl who was, who was deaf from birth, and, and God opened her ears, and as a result, 40 people from the village came in to hear about this Jesus who just opened this. I mean, that's New Testament stuff, eh? And, 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 and you know, I, I found myself sharing about uh, the hope that is found in Jesus, you know, and then I told them it was the 4,000 that stood up in Pakistan to give their hearts to Jesus in the face of threat for their lives. You know, and, and I was able to share with this person, there is power, power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, amen? There is power in the name of Jesus to establish peace and hope in the face of, of anger and in the face of hopelessness and fear. There is power in the name of Jesus, Amen? And I tell you, there is no place so dark and there is no place so desperate, there is no place so hopeful that the power of Jesus is unable to break through. Somebody say amen. Those of you online, you type amen with an exclamation mark or two or three or four, maybe five. Uh, that was six, sorry. <laughs> but as I was sharing, something began to rise up in me. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how I'd been affected by the atmosphere. And, and I, be, I realized something began to rise up in me. Instead of discouragement, instead of what I call COVID fatigue syndrome <laughs> and sadness, a renewed excitement began to start bubbling up. You know, there's power in the name. There really is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus to establish hope and peace. There is power in the name of Jesus to establish hope and peace in the current atmosphere we live right now. Amen? And then the Lord spoke to me and he said something very interesting. He said, Ralph, remember your mission. Remember your mission. Remember your mission. And if you hear anything else this morning... Hear those words. Remember your mission. 
See, the message Jesus preached was the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the good news. And what the good news of the kingdom is? The good news of the kingdom tells us that we have a future to look forward to. Jesus is coming again. Jesus is coming again. (laughs) There you go. But it also tells us that the character and quality of our lives and those around us can be rich, abundant, and overflowing now. Because every place and everything that is touched by the rule of Jesus is better. Amen? It becomes improved. So our mission Our ministry is that the rule of Jesus, that the power of the kingdom reaches everywhere and into every single person's life, making things more like the way Jesus wants them to be. Amen? Hallelujah. So what does Jesus want things to be like? Well, Romans 14 tells us, Romans 14, 17 tells us that the kingdom of God is about righteousness. That's where wrongs and injustices are made right. It's about peace. Where there is bondage, freedom. And where there is sadness, joy. Where there is despair, hope. And Jesus says, heal the sick who are there and tell them. them what? Tell them that the kingdom of God has you. Amen? And then Jesus gives his description disciples some instruction as to how they were to bring the kingdom near. And in verse 2 he says to them, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. He says, ask, ask for more laborers to help you. I mean, no, we need some help around here. Ask. And so the number one in bringing the kingdom near, number one, Pray. Pray for people to come alongside. Pray for people who will come and help and and have that heart to bring the kingdom. Pray for for Grand Valley Church to grow. Pray for those who can can come and and bring the kingdom to children. Pray for families who can come and touch families and bring the kingdom. Pray for for seniors who can touch seniors and bring bring the kingdom. So that, you know, so that we'll experience the, an intergenerational harvest and become the multi-generational church that reflects the culture of the kingdom where all people are welcome, where everyone has a place, where everyone fits from the youngest to the oldest. Amen? Pray, pray that we become, pray for help and pray that we become that multicultural church that expresses the culture and the values of the kingdom. Pray for strategic partnerships. Well, you know what? We value partnerships and collaboration. Pray for partnerships working together so that we can bring the kingdom near effectively. Amen? Number one, pray. Number two, Jesus said, I'm sending you. Turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus said he's sending you. (laughs) You know what? You guys are so good. I hope you did that online, by the way. You know what? We all, we all have the responsibility and the privilege to participate 
and making things better. Amen? We all have the privilege. Everyone is needed. You know what? We all get to play. Jesus said, we all get to play. He says, I'm calling you. We all get to play. Pray, but don't stop there. Participate. And then in verse 4, Jesus gives two very peculiar instructions. He says, don't take any money with you, or pack a bag, or even bring an extra pair of shoes. That that seems really, uh, what's Jesus saying there? You know, when I went to India, I certainly took a change of clothes. In 45 degree weather, you don't want to wear the same shirt twice. You just don't, because when you pray for people, they'll be knocked down, but it won't be by the power of the Holy Ghost. (laughs) What's that all about? And I think what we're to understand here is that when my activity is aligned with kingdom activity and purpose, he will provide every resource that's needed, right down to your very most basic needs. Amen? And we need to hear that. When our activity is aligned with kingdom activity, he will supply everything, every resource that is needed right down to your most basic needs in order to empower you to do what he's calling you to do. Amen? So often we think, I don't have, so I can't. And we let it hold us back. And I want to say to you this morning, don't let what you you think you don't have or can't do hold you back. Because when my activity is lined with kingdom activity and purpose, he will provide every resource that is needed. And then Jesus adds, he adds another peculiar instruction. He says, don't talk to anyone on the road. That seems counterproductive to kind of sharing about Jesus, doesn't it? He said, don't talk to anyone on the road. And, and, and that, the struggle is kind of weird. What, what are you saying, Jesus? Well, we need to understand that in the culture of the time, these, they had these really elaborate customs around greeting people that actually could take hours. And it doesn't mean we shouldn't say hi to people, shouldn't, that we shouldn't be friendly or anything. Rather, What Jesus is talking about here is about distraction. It's about distraction and losing focus. And he's telling his disciples to to avoid distraction. You know what? There are so many things that want to take our time, that want to take our attention, that want to distract us with the potential of hampering us from being agents of transformation. And this is a warning to guard against Distraction. Don't talk, to, uh, don't talk to anyone on the road. Or, in other words, and listen to this, guard against unprofitable conversations. Guard against unprofitable conversations. Because we need to be careful. We need to be really careful what we say. We need to be careful what we post on social media. You know, or the conversations that can so easily get me off mission. Guard against unprofitable uh, conversations. See, 
You know, our words are powerful, whether they're on our posts or whether they're out of our mouth. Our words are powerful. Jesus said, whoever listens to you listens to me. We carry the very words of Jesus. Think about that. The words we speak or the words we post have the potential to release the life, the love, and the hope, and the healing that's found in Jesus. Proverbs 18, 24 actually says, the tongue has the power of life or death. And Jesus is warning his disciples to guard against unprofitable conversations. Instead, he says, we come to verses... um, Um, five to seven. And I want to read it. It says, when you enter a house, stay there. First say peace to the house. If someone who promotes peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return. Stay there, eating and drinking. Whatever you give them, for the, whatever they give you rather, for the worker deserves its wage. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter in a house, don't move around from house to house. And when you enter into a house, and what I see in that, that that's being willing to involve yourself in people's lives at a relational level. You know, it's not just speaking something in their lives and I'm out of there, take it or leave it. It's, 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 it's about being willing to involve yourself in people's lives at a relational level. It's about building caring relationships. Being involved in people's houses. Stay in that house, eating and drinking. Building ongoing, authentic, caring relationships. Doing life together. And then it says, whatever they give you, eat, whatever they give you, rather. And at that time, they had a lot of rules. They had a lot of rules about what they were allowed to eat and what they um, were not allowed to eat. Uh, Rules, by the way, which were soon to disappear anyway. But the idea behind what I think, the idea behind what Jesus is telling them is don't get into unimportant arguments that only have the potential to divide. Guard against unprofitable conversations. Avoid unimportant arguments that only have the potential to fight. And as you are intentional about building caring relationships with people, you know what? The power of the kingdom of God will be released through you, bringing the kingdom near, making things better in that person's life or family. You know, say peace to this house. In other words, bring the righteousness peace, and joy of the kingdom through the power of the Holy Spirit by extending healing. Now that word healing is a really interesting word. And we understand it in terms of laying hands on the sick and they will recover. And I say, yes, we need to do that. Don't be afraid to pray for the sick. You know, God works, God's a miracle working God. But it also contains the idea to serve the weak, the helpless, and restore health and wholeness. Let me say that again. Heal the sick. It contains the idea to serve the weak and the helpless in order to restore health 
and wholeness. And the idea here is is that we walk with people, extending the kingdom into their lives by serving them, by caring for them in such a way that can begin to bring healing and wholeness into their lives. And by doing that, we extend the rule of Jesus and everything that's touched by Jesus becomes better. Amen? Heal. Heal the sick. Serve people. Care about people. Serve in such a way as to build up. Serve in such a way as to care and restore. Serve in such a way so that the power of the kingdom of God flows through you, making things better in that person's life, making things better in in that person's family. Amen? And we're bringing the culture, the very culture and healing and love of the kingdom. Amen? Repent and believe the good news of the kingdom. When people understand what the kingdom of God is all about, when they turn their hearts to them, to Jesus, and receive Jesus as, as, as Lord, when people turn from their sin, you know what happens? They also turn from hurting other people. When we turn from hurting other people, families are healed. When families are healed, communities are healed. Communities are healed. Nations are healed. Amen. Repent and and believe the good news of the kingdom. Lastly, verse 8 says, when you enter a town, heal the sick. In other words, fix what's broken. That, That for me speaks to community engagement. You know what? We want to engage our community. We want to engage at a relational level and we want to engage our community. And you know what? The Blessing Center is a, is a really great example with the team being able to serve. Listen to this. This is so cool. The team being able to serve over 3,500 meals so far. Amen? That's making things better for some people. Amen? Oh, not... If you're going to clap for that, give it a clap. Let's say thank you, Jesus. But you know what? You engage the community every single day. Each one of us, we engage the community every single day. We engage our community when we, when we go to work. We engage our community when, when we go shopping. We engage our community when we talk to our neighbors. We engage our community every day. Let's be a people that brings the kingdom near. Let's avoid, let's, 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 let's not engage in, 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 in com- fruitless conversations and arguments that, that produce no fruit. But let's be those people that are intentional about building, caring relationships, intentionally bringing the goodness of the, of the kingdom of God by caring, by serving, by building up. You know, God is calling us I believe God is calling us, especially in this season and in the atmosphere we live in, God is calling us to take responsibility, to live in this world, but to live as citizens of God's kingdom with a focus on making things more like the way Jesus wants them to be. Can you say amen to that? 
You know, that's living with a worldview that's purposed and willing to bring healing and transformation to humanity. Bring the kingdom near. The 72, what happened? They returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submitted to us in your name. You know what? People were being healed. People were being set free because the kingdom of God had come near. We can transform our city, amen. We can transform the people in our lives. Well, not me, but Jesus in me. Releasing the power of the kingdom. Amen? Remember your mission. When you go to talk to someone, when you go to post on social media, when you go to the grocery store, when you go to work, wherever you find yourself, remember your mission. Amen? See, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. And he was moved to the very core of his being. His heart ached for them because they were confused. They were being lied to. They were without direction and hope. And they were being robbed. Doesn't that sound a lot like what's going on right now? God is calling us to take responsibility to live in this world, but to live as citizens of God's kingdom with the focus on making things more like the way Jesus wants them to be. Amen? Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you, first of all, for Jesus. I thank you that because of Jesus, we can enter in and become citizens of of the kingdom of God, where there's love, where there's hope, where there's acceptance where people are accepted and set free. Father, thank you that you set us free from all the tyranny of sin, all hopelessness, Lord. And you give us a future, an everlasting future. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just on us, on those who are in this room, on those who are listening, Father, that you would right now just pour out a fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit to enable us to bring the reign and rule of Jesus into people's lives, making things better, bringing hope to people who are so lost and don't know where to turn to now, Lord. We present ourselves to you and say, here we are, use us. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Amen.